Welcome, Ryan. We are very thankful that yesterday in our C3 Connect group that we had maybe 15, 16 people take communion and you led it. How about that? And you gave an image, a vision, a hope, a future in the communion that was so special that I wanted to go a second time, a second week on this topic in this podcast. Well, I'm thrilled by that. And to clarify, my nine-year-old son led us in communion last night. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's right. oh, there's Jeannie. She just jumped in. Come on, Jeannie. Come on in. You might as well. Yeah. So That's a first, a nine-year-old. That was great. That's right, and powerful too. Yeah, well, the Lord gave me the scripture out of Isaiah about how a little child shall lead them. And the fact that we have the story about how he came to his own revelation by the Holy Spirit that he himself needed to take communion for his own life, I said, there's an anointing for him to lead us, and so he did. That's right. And as you worked through this with us, that you had a revelation, as you were about to lead us and, sh and share with us the message of communion, the Lord gave you a vision. Would you share that with us? I'm telling you, it was amazing. Isn't that good how the Lord, it just, he unpacks things for us in the moment, you know, That's and right. being a preacher for a while now, I love those moments where you come and you have just like, it's almost like the, the end of the thread and then you begin to follow that thread and it just takes you somewhere you don't even know. And that's God just giving you a gift in that revelation. But he showed me this picture as I was holding the cup and, it, and he said, hey, what color is that cup? And it's, oh, look, it's red. And he said, when I held the bread and we were talking about how the bread re represented those things in our lives that really we needed to overcome and that we couldn't overcome. And he said, hey, just imagine if those if those are like the armies of Pharaoh. And he said, and you're about to drown them in the Red Sea. I said, that's what's happening to those situations exactly. in our life right. is that literally when we take communion, we're taking those situations that are either happening in us or to us. And they're being drowned in the blood of Jesus, just like the Pharaoh's army were drowned in the Red Sea. That's right. Never to be seen again. That's right. And I believe that that's the function of the cross, isn't that's it? Right. That's right. When yeah. The, when the cross stands in our lives, when his blood flowing from his body as he's dying on the cross hits the enemy and the curses that the enemy uses, the legal rights that the enemy uses to try to thwart our plans for glorifying our Father in heaven, it dissolves them and it, you know, it throws them into confusion. It puts them directly in the path of their own plot so that they end up having the the impediment, uh, the iron membrane, uh, the brass bars, the, the things that they had intended to stop our prayers from being effective. And it turns it back on them and the angels implement the blessings of God in our life. And that is what happened last night when you dunked that bread in that wine. All of a sudden, the God stories and the blessings came pouring out of that group. And I want to thank you for that. Oh, it was an honor. And, you know, right in the midst of that moment, I had this picture that was just filling me. And there was someone there who had told a story. And there were, it was a family member who was having some difficulty. And I saw a picture of a pendulum. And I saw that that situation that they were facing was on the far uh, left side of the pendulum swing. And I said, but I can see that pendulum swinging 
to the other side. And not only is it coming to the other side, it's going to be coming with great force and great power, even like a wrecking ball. So no matter what the enemy had built up in their life to stop them from their future and their destiny, that it was going to come and wipe it all away. And that where, where that was meant for evil, that God was going to turn it totally for good. Romans eight twenty eight. I want to share with the audience that what he is talking about, Ryan is talking about, was and is the function of our connect group. That as we come together and pray for each other, that we change the destiny of not just ourselves, but our family and the people we pray for. Amen. It is an amazing Holy Spirit intervention and transformation. And the person that you were talking about was seriously, mentally distressed and hurting himself. And his family was so distraught in what was happening they didn't know what to do but they called us that's right and our connect group prayed for them and now they came and their story was that that pendulum was starting to swing that's back. right and go the ahead enemies Jim. that you're talking about you're talking about principalities not people right that's right we want to take the principality and stop it and take the person and transform that person and a whole new life take hold in that person. It's what Jesus did when he was in the synagogue and a man stood up and not him, but the evil spirit said, we know who you are. You're the son of God. Have you come to punish us? And Jesus said, be quiet, come out of him. And he saved the man but cast out the evil spirit. And that's what our connect group is doing. That's what our church is doing. That is what we as disciples are doing. And I wanted to just, just take one moment here and share with the audience something that I read between the lines in what you were just saying. God talks to you and he gives you vision. Isn't that true? Oh my goodness. I remember the first time that I learned this I was some. I was with a, a group of believers, and they told me that this is what, this is a gift of the Holy Spirit, a gift of uh, prophecy, uh, or a gift of the word of knowledge, or a gift of so many different gifts of the Spirit. But they were training me in this in the Spirit, and they were just saying, just pay attention in your in your spirit area, kind of like near your belly, like that's that's the biblical word for heart is actually right above your navel. And he said, just see if God gives you an image or a picture. And so I'm constantly aware and sensing and, and these images will just come. And sometimes they're an image. Sometimes it is a, a moving picture, right? So biblically, you have what's called a trance, which that's essentially like seeing a movie in the spirit. And then you have a vision, which is like looking at a photograph. Sometimes they are numbers or colors or uh, I, I've never gotten a smell, but uh, I, I'm sure some people may get some of these things. But you you get these impressions and it's God speaking. And that actually, whenever I was in college and God and Jesus to me was nothing more than words on a page. Yes. I was completely gripped by this college teammate that I had. And he told me that God spoke. And I said, are you serious? And I immediately went on a lifetime journey of trying to get this God to speak to me. And I can happily say that he does. Wonderful. This is something I think our audience really can feel close to 
and want themselves. And as we hear of the Lord, and as we open our hearts to these visions, that the enemy can come and give false impressions and false words and cause confusion. And we state clearly, in the power of the Holy Spirit, there is nothing but truth. He is the truth. And he comes because Jesus died on the cross. And it is the cross that protects us from the deception and the dissipation and brings the clarity of the word of God into our hearts. And that, sir, is what you're sharing with our audience right now. And I'd like to pray right now for our audience that they will hear the word of God, that they will discern the truth, they will fall in love with and seek the wisdom of God, and to give honor to Jesus Christ for what he has done on the cross so that we may have God in us. Is that okay? Oh, um, let's go. Let's do it. All right. Well, Heavenly Father, we pray now in the mighty name of Jesus that the heavens will open and that the angels will come and that the Holy Spirit of God will transform those who are listening along with us into the disciples, the true disciples of Jesus, who will go into the world and change the nations and bring forth your second coming that there is no higher honor than to hear your word and to do what you will. Ryan, would you join me in that prayer? Absolutely. Father, I thank you that those who are seeking uh, your move in their life will awaken to the power of the cross. And we uh, can tell why the devil would want to take the cross away because it's the pathway of victory. Without the blood of Jesus Christ, without his broken body, there is no victory for us here in this planet. And so we lift up the name of Jesus and we celebrate the cross of Christ. And we do. We take communion right now over what we are facing and we if there's a block or there's some spirit which is causing us to not hear the Lord or see clearly we just decree that that thing is broken in the name of Jesus and we decree that my people hear my voice my sheep know my voice in the name of Jesus hallelujah and I'm going to be bold and I'm going to decree that as our audience takes communion on Friday We'll, salt, we'll call that Friday Communion. There you go. Friday Family Communion. Fine. Oh, boy. That's a tongue twister. Okay. Fine. Friday Family Communion. You got it. Okay. We're going to pray that as they take communion, that they will hear the voice of God. Yeah. And I want to share, and, and that's our prayer, and I want to share for just a moment that Jeannie and I were in Jerusalem and we were at the garden tomb and taking communion with Pat and Dee Robertson. And Jeannie, do you want to tell what happened at that time? Gosh, this was the year after we got married, so it was 2004. And um, I had not really had the Lord speak to me in an audible voice. I had had more of a feeling, but I knew Dean was hearing more of an audible voice. And as we sat there waiting for all the communion to be passed to all the people, I heard clearly, Jeannie, all you have to do is let me be inside you. And then we had communion. So I, it was amazing. 
That was your first time that you yeah. heard his voice in your spirit. And going to Israel is a blessing. Uh, he always finds a way to make something really special. So that's my memory. <laughs> Amen. So hearing the word of God, hearing him speak is an honor. It is a blessing. And as you grow closer and you read the Bible and you go to church and you live with him, it becomes an essential part of life. Can you talk a little bit about discernment? Sometimes testing the spirits to make sure that that it's not a voice that is in your own head? <laughs> Absolutely. I can speak to that. So every time that I feel like I've got a word from God, the first thing I do is go to the Bible and I try to find a scripture to confirm that. So in this particular story of having a word about a pendulum, I got the word, you know, what the enemy meant for evil, God was going to turn around for good. So it's just that transition of direction. In addition to that, uh, many times it's a matter of taking a little bit of time and kind of uh, seeing if that maybe again, as it might be pizza, as they say, from the night before or whatever, just kind of allow it. To, to go through or to pass your consciousness. And then if it continues to persist or kind of grow in, in intensity, then that means it's probably from God. And then, it, of course, you can always take that to someone uh, that you trust and you respect in the Spirit and just have them weigh that. And if, it, and if it kind of feels like nails on a chalkboard to them, then it's probably not from the Lord. So there's just a, a variety of ways for us to make sure that that unction that we're getting is actually from heaven. Absolutely. And I believe that's one of the main functions of the Connect Group. Because as we all love one another, we fulfill his commandment. And that is the foundation for hearing him. It is something that he asks. We believe that Jesus is his son and we follow his commandments. And that gives him pleasure and joy. And when he feels that this is my son or daughter in whom I'm well pleased, then he opens up and we hear him and we hear the truth. Now, I have to say that at times in my life, when I have had sin in my life, when I've had things that weren't of the Bible, uh, good things of the Bible, but rather things that uh, led to my own pride or greed, lust or selfishness, that he basically let me learn my lesson. And I may hear a word that really wasn't of him. Rather, it was a word that was testing me and amplifying my consternation or, or the consequence of my own silliness, my own lack of wisdom. And so one of the keys that I found in hearing the word of the Lord is try to go to the cross. Let the blood wash me of all of my foolishness. Honestly seek his wisdom. And then ask for the truth. And the truth will indeed set me free. Yeah, that's a powerful uh, reality is that sometimes we come in there with our own desires and uh, our own initiatives and our own agendas. And I think if we have an attitude that says, Lord, I just want the truth. Even if it hurts, uh -huh. you're going to get exactly what you need. Because as I, as I teach often, I said, you know, if you've got the lion that's got the thorn in his paw, it's going to be a bear to get that thorn out. 
But if you don't take it out, then what's going to happen a lot later is going to be so much worse with that infection. So come into the Lord with that heart that says, whatever you have to do to expose the truth in me or in the situation, that the Bible says those who seek the truth certainly will find it. Amen. Amen. I heard some teaching on that the, the, the Lord, when he speaks a word of knowledge or wisdom for someone, that it's not condemnation. Absolutely. Yeah, the Lord, the Bible says there's absolutely no condemnation in Christ. And when you talk about the word condemned, that's the picture of a building which is completely without repair. There's no way that this building can be used ever again. So imagine someone getting a word that makes them feel like there's no way for recovery. That is the total opposite spirit of what's called reconciliation, which is taking that building and completely turning it from maybe an old nasty warehouse into a hot new coffee shop. There you go. That restoratory process, the restoration of that person is in the hands of the master. Mm. It's in the hands of Jesus. Sometimes people or spirits will think that there is a way to restore a person and it really doesn't work very mm. well. But the Holy Spirit always takes from Jesus, always takes exactly what the Master wants to give. Mm. And so when we're in process and we're at one point down and feeling like something is wrong and that we are facing an adversity that we just can't overcome, it is there in those depths that we find the power of restoration, the power where Jesus, the master, comes. And then, with empathy, we can help others who have found themselves in a similar situation. And that's, again, I keep going back to this connect group that we had last night it was so wonderful because we were there for each other. Does that help? Mm-hmm. Good. Well, I think we're uh, pretty, we're, we're getting close to the end of this. Is there anything else you'd like to share? I just want to confirm that idea that when you're in that place where you can't do anything about it and you're sitting there and you're saying, you know, you feel despair, you're able to go to the table. And I, I was like, and this, we should call this table talk because we're talking so much about it. You're, you're able to take the, the, the bread and you're able to take the, the wine or the juice and you're able to completely wipe that away and put your head on the pillow that night knowing you have done everything you possibly can and it gives you rest and it gives you that release. Isn't that what happened to your son the other day? You were sharing with me that he was having a bout of insomnia and didn't you take him to the table? Right, so my son would repeatedly get up in the middle of the night and we were saying, you know, hey, we, we've got to fix this, man, because the bed's getting crowded here. And so <laughs> and so he said, okay, we're going to take communion. And so we did over that. And then didn't you know he had he slept like a ton of bricks that night and, and, and so far so good. Wonderful. Well, that, I believe, is, you know, the, the medicine the doctor prescribes. That's right. Okay. That's a good one. And then why on Fridays? Friday, well, we're, we're not Jewish by, by heritage or ethnicity, but there's a principle that a lot of Jews have. It's called Shabbat, uh, you know, basically connected to the word Sabbath. And theirs is a Friday at sundown to Saturday. So, yeah, we 
we, we tried to do the, the Shabbat and it was like 2,200 <laughs> steps. I'm like, yeah, we're not going to do all this. Like I'm not that di- this disciplined. So yeah, we just decided Friday night's a good time because you're kind of wrapping things up. You know, you don't have school the next morning and it's mm. like, Hey, what did God do this week that we're grateful for? What are we believing that he's going to do next week? And then, Hey, let's, let's bring some closure to these things in our lives that we didn't see change or maybe things that have happened that we're irritated by things that you're discovering about yourself that you wish would change or things that are happening. Hey, I don't want to go into the weekend with this. Let's, let's wrap it up with some communion and start fresh. Wonderful. Well, Ryan, I have to say that I am seeing this ministry growing inside of you. Hey. And I'm very proud and very joyous to be a part of it. And so to our listeners, I want to encourage you to encourage Ryan and to help lift him up into a calling that I believe he is going to be magnificent in. So let's all pray for him, and we'll see you again next week, and we'll have, I believe, a ministry forming now that will heal many, bring many to the Lord. Let's do it.